0: The cat Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to Long Shot Ballerinas, a podcast for adults pursuing excellence in ballet. My name is Sasha, and this week I'm presenting to you episode four and a half, a special bite sized episode to squeeze into this busy week. If you live in the U.S., it's highly likely that today you're celebrating Thanksgiving. And this year, I'm giving thanks for all of the fantastic role models we have in the ballet community, both amateurs and professionals. I'm also thankful for our social media and ease of access to these folks who share their dance lives with us as it always brings me inspiration and motivation to continually pursue my ballet goals. If you're new to longshot ballerinas, you should know that I am currently in pursuit of a professional career in ballet performance. As an adult dancer striving to be really good at ballet, I can't emphasize enough the importance of great role models for improving your skills in the studio. And by great, I do mean the professionals in ballet, those dancers who may not look like you, may not move like you, and may possess skills and talents over, above, and beyond your current reach as an adult dancer. In order to see high-level improvements in your dancing, I think it's imperative to look up to great dancers to see what they do, how they work, why they choose the exercises they perform every day, where they get their training and information, and even who they take inspiration from themselves. All of these areas of observation can give you that edge in your technique and artistry that observing other dancers around your skill level alone can never provide. Simply put, study the greats and do as they do. Okay, now that we've sufficiently intimidated ourselves by thinking of all the incredible dancers we've ever seen and comparing our currently and woefully inadequate physical attributes and lack of facility, uh, let me explain. We'll start with the C word. (laughs) No, not that one. And not that one either. (laughs) Comparison. Comparison is often presented as a dirty word, but I believe it is your best tool to discover how and where you can improve your dancing. And I'm not talking about comparing the fact that my hip sockets are super deep and super front facing, so I hate myself because I'm not Sylvie (laughs) Kiem. I'm talking about the things that you can change. Emphasis on can and I'll give you some examples. You can watch Natalia Sipova and compare the way she does a grand jeté with how you do a grand jeté, steal all of her secrets, and then ultimately change and improve how you do your grand jetés. You can compare your port de bras and use of upper body and head to Marianella Nunez, copy how she moves her head and her elbows and shoulders, and thereby change your overall affect of your upper body and port de bras. And you can watch as many hours as you want of free YouTube footage on all your favorite dancers, take notes on how they approach a step you find difficult, or how they use their eyes to express emotions in a variation you're working on, or how they transition out of a PK turn to set themselves up properly for a step-up turn. The possibilities are truly endless, and you can compare in as general or as specific a way as you like. In addition to looking at changeable aspects of your technique and body, you can also search out professionals that do have attributes similar to yours, and that still hold some semblance of old problems that they have successfully overcome, such as Skylar Brandt with her not great feet, or Alexandra Ancinelli with her lack of turnout, Destiny Wimpy of PMB has a very large chest, and even Sarah Mearns with her broad and rectangular torso. All of these dancers defied some of the most, quote, touted as necessary requirements for ballet, Banana feet, 180 degree turnout, small boobs, thin torso because they worked so hard on artistry, telling stories with their bodies, and improving all of the changeable aspects of their dancing, so that they were welcomed into companies as the irrefutably stunning ballerinas that they are, despite these, quote, traditionally not ideal and unchangeable aspects of their bodies. These types of role models allow you to see bits of yourself represented without sacrificing the demonstration of a high technical and artistic ability. And here I'd like to make a very crucial point that this use of comparison is strictly for gathering information about how you, an amateur, executes movements in ballet versus how a professional executes them, and the visual and physiological differences between the two dancers' movements. It is not I repeat, not for digging a five-mile deep self-pity hole that you willingly jump into. Please be careful of a mindset that leads you down that path. It is ultimately unhelpful and antithetical to your goals of being the best ballet dancer that you can be, and it will only set you back and make you feel bad. All of that being said, there are also plenty of benefits to finding a community of like-minded dance individuals who have similar backgrounds and bodies and goals to you, whatever those are, and who are supportive and positive in the studio and or online. We need connection to continue through the times that we struggle to drag ourselves to class. We need listening ears for our ballet sorrows that nobody else can understand. And we need physical representation on our socials and in our immediate in-person communities to encourage us to take the chance and leap into this very demanding and sometimes potentially very judgmental artistic space. Beginning or coming back to ballet is a very brave thing to do. But, if ultimately you don't look to the best dancers, to the ones who do things in a technically correct but also artistically ideal way, you'll always be learning ballet at a disadvantage, doomed to repeat bad habits or low-energy executions of whatever non-expert you choose to model your movements after. The artistic subtlety that comes along with sometimes decades of performance and training experience that these pros have is accessible to you if you simply pay attention. You do not necessarily always need an outside guiding hand to notice these details if you train your observational mind well, so you can watch their videos next to yours and tell what looks good, what looks not so good, and more importantly, why that is the case. Now whether you can sufficiently and convincingly demonstrate any replication of these subtleties remains to be seen, but you definitely can't find out if you don't give it a try. <laughs> so do something for me and for yourself and for your dancing. Before your next ballet class, at home or in the studio, I want you to research a professional dancer, anybody you like, someone in a professional performing company though, either they were or they are currently. And look at them for one aspect of ballet, be it a step or a quality or whatever you'd like. Write down why you think they were able to do that thing so well, from strength and flexibility reasons to energy and attack to musicality and artistry, every tiny little detail that you can think of. And then get even more detailed until you've torn that thing apart into the most particular of characteristics. Then take some of these actionable and applicable observations and try them out on yourself. Use that chin flick that Nella uses in your Spanish-inspired pirouette combination with the susu, or that super-fast and powerful grommet ma and strong high fit that Natalia uses to fly in her jetes. And if you can, get someone to film you after class doing the movement before and after these changes so that you have a record and you can analyze it later. Act the part, try what the pros try, and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised at how professional you can begin to look, too. Thanks again for joining me this week. If you enjoyed this short episode, please rate, review, and share the podcast on your social media. Feel free to tag me on Instagram at the Longshot Ballerina or send me a DM. I love hearing your opinions and your thoughts. I'll see you guys next Thursday for episode five. If you're in the US, have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye.